Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Today, we're talking about the impact of different diets on your microbiome. So this one's to answer all your questions. Again, it's part of my short and sweet Nuggets of Gold episodes on little practical tips and tricks and things that you can take home, implement right now, and just give you a real little insight into a bit of information that, hey, you may not have known before. So this one's to answer all your question on what diets impact your microbiome diversity. Because when we take on a new diet, we're normally thinking about weight loss, not about building our microbiome. Or hey, maybe it's not even weight loss. Maybe it's an autoimmune condition. Maybe it's got to do with your blood sugars. Or maybe it's just something you want to try, like a carnivore diet. But we need to think about the long-term effects of these diets. To help you out with this, I've created a quiz to assess your microbiome and gut health. This can be found on my website, www.sheridandecker.com, and by going to episode number 30. Do the quiz, let me know what your score was, share it with a friend, and see who has better gut health. Hey, maybe even chat about your poo as well. Why are you going? Alright, so one that often comes up is the carnivore diet. So, carnivore diet is going to reduce your microbiome diversity. Now, why? Why would this be happening? So often when people go on a carnivore diet, or the key principles to it is to purely eat meat, okay? So you're reducing your carbohydrates. Now, if you have overgrown bacteria in your gut, when you reduce your carbohydrate intake, so you in reduce your food for those bad bacteria that have overgrown then you're going to get less symptoms okay because if you don't have the good gut flora there to digest your food well then yes carbs are going to cause you an issue and by removing them and just eating meat you're definitely going to reduce a lot of your symptoms short term so the gut should use fiber okay so there's been research studies done on mice where they have increased their plant fibers which has in turn increased the microbiome diversity and if you didn't listen to my last episode where i talked about probiotics and prebiotics we learned that prebiotics is food for our good gut flora and i even gave you a 90 day rotation prebiotic food guide so that you could start to understand okay what prebiotic foods should I be eating how long should I be eating them especially post antibiotics when we can wipe out a lot of that good gut flora so like I said when you have some imbalance in your gut going on something like carnivore can feel really good in the short term but long term we've got to think about hey what's happening because that's food for my microbiome and like anything if you remove the food it's not going to grow so what's supposed to happen is your good gut flora will start to digest those fibers that's going to produce short chain fatty acids and then the leaky gut fire leaky gut lining will start to heal itself so if you can't digest these foods that's when you start to have these problems now how do we know if we have a impacted our microbiome through whether it's antibiotics through whether it's restrictive diets uh, whether it's through stress whether it's through medication 
stool testing. All right, so if you're worried about the low diversity in your gut, definitely go get a stool test done and start to assess that balance. So have a look at that ratio of what we call your good to bad bacteria. Now, if there is a massive overgrowth there of some kind of bacteria or yeast or parasite, no, I'm definitely not going to tell you to go on a carnivore diet, but I won't also be chucking food straight in there and be feeding your good gut flora because if there's nothing there, then we're like, okay, we need to remove first because otherwise, like I said, popping that food in is going to give you symptoms and you're going to feel awful. So... Carnivore diet is one. Other ones that can impact your microbiome is keto. So you're thinking of high fat, moderate protein, low carb, grain free type diets. Okay. So again, without the grains, with lower carbs, with high fats, similar to carnivore, you are removing a lot of that fiber and a lot of that food. So you're not increasing that diversity in your gut. Another one that is really common, which I've done a lot myself, is like a grain-free AIP paleo-style diet, which works really well for those with an autoimmune condition, but you need to be ensuring that you're eating a large range of fruits and veggies as well while you're on them. You don't just get stuck in falling into meat or falling into foods that are going to, you know, fill you up right then and there. You still want that diversity of fibers from your plant veggies, but then you are often limiting a lot of foods because you're still limiting nuts and seeds on the AIP protocol. You're limiting all your gluten-free grains and you're going grains with gluten in it. And let me be clear there that if you can digest gluten, then I don't have an issue with it. So limiting restrictions, it may impact that diversity of your gut lining. So make sure you're supporting that prebiotic supplements to ensure that you're still growing that good gut flora. If you're eating more whole foods, yes, it's a good thing, but long-term elimination diets, like I said, can be really impacting on the overall diversity in your gut. And this is a classic one is low FODMAP diets, okay? So they are definitely taken often long-term because it's going to reduce a lot of your symptoms, a lot of the gas, a lot of the bloating, a lot of the loose stools. But again, it is food for your good gut flora. So we don't want to be doing it forever. We want to do the healing work. We want to do the repairing work. Then we want to add it back in. Because A, diets aren't fun. They're restrictive and they're hard. And there's definitely elements of dietary protocols that we use as healing diets. And there's definitely elements that some of us need to hold on to long term. Like I really struggle with nightshades because of my psoriasis doesn't mean that I'm going to stay in AIP forever because I've got an autoimmune condition. It just means I'll add in what foods I can, continue to support my body, and if I'm missing fibers from some area, I'll make sure I add them in in other areas. There are other diets like salicylates or oxalates. So these, again, are often removed short-term because if you've got high oxalates, usually it means you've got a candida overgrowth. Or if you struggle with salicylates or a histamine reaction, so these are natural food chemicals and often we see it in those with chronic rashes or allergies or poor gut health. So you've got to look for the underlying cause again. If you can't handle salicylates or oxalates, then why is that? Is that because you've got poor gut health, so you can't metabolize them properly, or you've got poor liver function and you can't eliminate things properly? Again, look for the root cause. So 
usually the problem with fad diets is that we do them short term and then we abandon them okay so that's what i think of when i think of a diet so you need to make sure that a you're doing it with a qualified practitioner we've got a really good plan so that it's not forever it's a you know it's part of a healing protocol or you need to make sure that yes it might be reducing your symptoms but like the carnivore diet what's the underlying issues why are you having all those symptoms in the first place so make sure you address that. Make sure you look at those community and emotional aspects. How is your relationship with food? If it's not a healing diet, if it is some kind of elimination diet for weight loss, then what is that doing to your microbiome diversity? And why do you feel like you need to be on that diet? Is you know, Do you have a poor relationship with your body? Do you eat when you're lonely or you're upset? You need to make sure, again, you're addressing these underlying factors. It's not always just about food in, food out, or always about your gut symptoms. There might be other things going on. And I know I had a really poor relationship with food for a really long time, which, to be honest, was probably one of the most damaging things for my gut microbiome. By having a really low calorie intake and counting calorie counting my food and not feeding myself enough, I simply wasn't giving my food enough fiber to grow that good gut flora, to repair my gut lining, to actually start to see some changes in symptoms. So I hope that was helpful. And if you have any questions on these things, let me know. But otherwise, go to my website, sheridandecker.com, go to episode number 30, do the quiz, assess your gut health, let me know what you get. And if you want to reach out for a free health chat, because I always love hearing from you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.